0: We are I Bricks of Fortitude. You like what is what does this mean? It's something that I talk about a lot, and it's something that I know a lot of people, you know, talk about too. And, you know, people always ask me, you know, like, you know, Blake, what are your bricks of fortitude? And, you know, like, what would you define as a brick of fortitude? And, you know, how do you connect with it, you know, after the fact, you know, to be able to leverage that to be able to help push you on, you know, I always kind of think about it. because it's, it's a great question. Like, how do you go back and say, you know, I'm going to leverage these moments to be able to help me do something in the future and that really have context or meaning. You know, is it something that, you know, is just it's conceptual or is it, is it abstract? Is it something that we convince ourselves that now we have this asset or these tools? Or do we just simply look back on it and say like I survived this moment, you know, and that's what gave me the strength. That's what gives me the opportunity to know and to understand that I can survive any other moment. Is it simply just like an understanding that you have what it takes to be able to get through these these challenges in life? You know, no matter what life throws at us, you know. And I kind of look at that as, is yeah, you know, because I I tell people all the time, you know, I've had these different circumstances that have you know happened to me in my life that I look back on. And I'm like, why, you know, like why me, you know, why did this happen to me because I didn't want it to? Or on the flip side of that is, you know, like why did I survive this moment? You know, like, why am I still here? You know, I've had a lot of moments in my life, you know, where I look back on, I'm just like, wow, like I legitimately should not be here today, but I am. So like, what is the purpose of that? mean? like, why am I still here? Like, what do I need to do with my life? And then that also gave me one of these bricks of fortitude to be able to excel at these situations that would quote unquote normally sink people, you know? So like, like what do you do with that? And you know, like how do you identify what these things are and you know, like how do you reconnect with it? It's like, well, you know, like that's a great question that I don't even know if I can answer, you know, just to be brutally honest and to be vulnerable in that moment is just, you know, I think when I've been thinking about it lots lately and, you know how do you leverage one moment to help you with the next one they're not even remotely close to the same you know does you know surviving one moment you know and to give you some context in there and I'll I'll talk about it in some of them some of these podcasts coming up uh, they're gonna be labeled you know my bricks of fortitude but you know when I legitimately filmed a video in the backcountry when I thought I was going to die and simply put I just, I pushed it too far. I went too far this time. And this is the reason why, you know, so like I said, you'll kind of get a lot more of that story coming up and, you know, like the context behind it and, you know, like what led up to it and, you know, like what the reasons were, you know, that got me into this precarious situation. But, um, how do I leverage that, you know, to be able to help me when, you know, things are going wrong, you know, in business or like my personal life or with my kids or, Um, you know, like with my ex or, you know, something along these lines, like how do I use that? But is it simply just taking the time out to be able to understand and say, okay, like, look, like this situation, they may not necessarily be comparable, but the one thing is that is comparable is they both tested me. Like one tested me before, and this is testing me now. And it's simply just a test. Can you continually keep surviving these tests that life throws at us? Because life will always test you. So just always going back into the moment being like, look, you know, like this is what life is supposed to do. Life is supposed to test me. Life is supposed to be able to expose what's great in me. And these are my bricks of fortitude. These are the moments that I can go back on and saying like, look, you like, like life is hard. Life is challenging. There's always going to be challenges, but I continually overcome them. You know, and it doesn't have to be great things. Some people's bricks of fortitude seem to be bigger than others. But the one thing is, is that we all connect with them emotionally in different ways. You know, and that's what really creates a brick of fortitude in my mind is that, you know, when you are emotionally or physically taxed or, you know, you're emotionally or physically challenged and you came past that. You know, another one of these moments for me when it comes to a physical challenge is when I was running the West Coast Trail with a wicked team of mine. And, you know, I was about 40 kilometers in and I misgaged where I was on my map. And then all of a sudden I had a a realization where I was and it crippled me. I broke down on the ground and started crying and I just did it. I'm like, how could I make such a mistake? But then I got back up and I kept on going. You know, like how can I use that, you know, with, you know, going through a divorce or, you know, You know, when you have a challenging moment with your children, it's just like, you know what, because when when life pushes, you can get nudged, you can get rocked or you can get nudged right over. You can fall, you know, but all those situations are fine because, you know, it's not about that when life nudges you that you only get nudged because sometimes you are going to fall, you know. But the the big point is, is that no matter how hard you fall is that there's always a next step. You know, and I always come back to, you know, when I went through my FMS training and they're talking about, how you know, how we, you know, program the body and neurologically train the body. And it's like, you know, we we look at babies and how babies move and how babies understand, you know, you know, they lay on their back and they flip onto their stomach and they prop themselves up and they're in a prone position. And again, this deep squat and then they kind of stumble and stand and they learn how to walk. You know, and that's no different than when we face adversity and when adversity knocks us down, we feel like there's just, there's no way that I can put this next step forward. You know, but if life pushes you over and you land on your back and you learn to be able to, you know, turn over onto your stomach and you get up in a prone position and then you kind of get your feet underneath you and you're in a deep squat. And then you learn to be able to stand again and you stumble a little bit and then you start walking again. Like that is legitimately every situation in life that's ever really tested you as a human being. So when it comes down to a brick 4 it's like those are it. Like a brick for 2 is just going to be one of those times where it's just like you look back on and you're just like, yeah, you know, like that shit was tough in the moment. I had this stretch that was good. You know, now I'm being tested again, you know, and I call it my wall of fortitude. I, You know, I get these bricks, you know, on my right hand and, you know, people who know me, I always say like my right hand is my brick and my left hand is my mortar. So I lay a brick and then I lay the mortar. I lay a brick and then I lay the mortar and I build my wall of fortitude. And in my mind, I try to be able to see this, this wall of fortitude that I've, you know, created. And I look back at these moments and say like, you know, these are examples of how I know that I'm going to be able to get through this. And it's tough. Like, you know, all these situations are tough. They're grueling for different ways. They are going to test you in a different way every single time. But the one common denominator is is that never one of them sink you. You always have that ability to be able to get back up and be able to keep on moving. And, you know, it may come from leveraging a family member or, you know, a friend or, you know, you're working out a little bit more or, you know, like just taking some time out for yourself or going on a vacation. But how we decide to be able to work through that moment simply that there is a moment past that. Simply that there is a moment that got you back up and flipped you onto your stomach from your back. That is the key. And, you know, always looking at it, it's not going to be the same. And we can never leverage the same moment and we can never go through the same process to be able to do it. But the key is, is that you have the foundation and the fundamental strength to be able to make it through. You know, when you talk about other people's adversity and their challenges, and, you know, I learned this a lot later in life than what I now wish I would have. You know, when I was one of those type of people that, like, you know, I want to keep my problems to myself. You know, I don't want anybody to know I want to be able to deal with this on my own. But the one thing I was taking away from myself in that situation is not understanding the value of listening to other people stack their bricks of fortitude how they came through and knowing that other people, we all go through these same things. And there's these tons of moments in life where we're all continually challenged. And that's the one thing that I really took away. I'm just like, wow, I'm like, all these people are going through this. And the one thing, the more vulnerable that I am with my process is it allows the gift of opportunity to other people to feel comfortable with their vulnerability, and that has become an invaluable asset to me because it allows me to be able to connect with people in an entirely different way than I ever have at any other point in my life, ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, Look, I will completely emotionally expose myself because you know what? At the end of the day, I've made mistakes. I've tried to overcome them. I will continually make mistakes in my life because I'm a human being and that's the bottom line and we all will. And that's fine. I've never had a problem with admitting that I've made mistakes, but I've had a hard time reflecting back on them and sharing them with other people. I could reflect back on them and, you know, analyze them myself and keep it inside. But, you know, like the one thing is, and the most invaluable part of the people that I've surrounded myself with today is that, you know, the devil's advocate. I love that. It used to challenge me. It kind of would burn me a little bit, you know, but I realize now that all these people... You know, that are my devil's advocate in life. They're just like, you know what, like, you know, like, that's fantastic. And you you obviously connect with feeling this way and, you know, through this experience, you know, but there is the, possibly this other side. You know, like there is possibly this other situation going on. It's probably a combination of those two. It's never just one singular way. And the more each one of us get locked into like, no, only our way is the truth and only our way is the real perspective to be able to look at it, the more we get thrown off that true path to righteousness because that path to righteousness is understanding that there is more than one way of being able to look at this. And that's where I have found great clarity is trying to allow myself the gift opportunity of understanding through other people's struggles. But the most valuable part about that is just allowing myself to be free of all the things that I was so worried about people prosecuting me with before. Because you know what? All those people who are willing to say like, hey, like you did this a year ago. You did this five years ago. You did this 10 years ago. You did this 20 years ago. For all the people that are willing to be able to hold that against me, all I need is one person who's not willing to do that. And that's the only person that I really care about. And that's the only person I want to really put my emotional effort into and, you know, like my emotional currency into. Because that person is going to be a true, authentic person in my life. You know, so all the people are willing to continually condemn me for mistakes that I've made in the past. It's like, please, please do that. Because how am I ever going to see who you truly are if you don't expose that? So it used to be very challenging to me. And I used to want to hide from those people because I'm just like, I'm ashamed of these mistakes I've made in the past. But now I realize I'm like, hey. You know, if I highlight these mistakes I've made in the past, these bricks of fortitude, these challenges I've gone through in my life to help carve me who I am today, which the mistakes I will make today and tomorrow will help me be a better person the next day and the day after that. But the more I expose these things and I expose the people who win to condemn me for them, the more I can refine the authentic people that should be in my life. And that's fantastic. It's such a great gift. I used to look at that these people would take something away from my life but they've actually given me the gift of understanding. They give me the gift of understanding that they are just not a person that I want to surround myself with because they are full of that criticism, that hate, and that non-understanding. They don't want to look past themselves. But the one thing that I really, truly value now is it's closed in my circle, but that circle is strong. That circle is tight, that circle is impenetrable. They have a brick of fortitude that are tons, tons, heavy each one of those bricks is like 50 tons and that wall is 10 miles high and that's what I love because these people you know in all those times no matter when I need them now I will know but the one thing that they've all come back and said to me is like hey like look I feel that same way about you and that's how I know what this circle is like that's how I know who these people are but I could not have that Without these judgmental people. I cannot have that without those people who want to condemn me for my mistakes. So again, it's always trying to turn that, you know, that positive light and that positive spin on it, you know, and it's not necessarily thinking that, you know, you have to flip everything to be a positive. But it's understanding the value and the negative. That is my positive. Because like I want to be free of these things, I don't want to persecute myself for them. But the one thing that has risen, the only, the only thing that allowed me to be able to continually persecute myself for my mistakes in life is the people who wanted to keep on condemning me for the mistakes that I've made in my life, and that is not okay. So once I came to understanding, I came to a lot of clarity, and this is how I've started my journey of understanding like what the real, authentic bricks of fortitude are. So I can look back at my life and I can look back at through this series that, you know, I'm going to start airing over the coming weeks of, you know, my bricks of fortitude to be able to create my wall. And I look at like one of these, one of these most base layer, these foundation bricks in my life that really kind of set this whole thing is it actually was passive adversity. It was adversity that I didn't even know was happening at the time that it was happening. And some of it I did and, you know, I'll explain that in the coming up, you know, minutes here as we talk, you know, but the one thing that I'm really talking about is like the challenge of growing up on a farm in Southern Alberta, you know, where I was forced, I was alone, you know, I was very introverted because there just was not anybody around me. Like, yes, I went to school. Yes, I had friends at school. But when I got back to the farm, it was I had to entertain myself. There wasn't, you know, a playground to go to. There wasn't kids down the street. There wasn't neighborhood kids running around. I had to entertain myself. So that passive adversity that I was going through there, of figuring out things on my own, allowed me to be able to be comfortable with, with who I am. It allowed me to be able to search inside myself, you know, when I was, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, to be able to really understand who I am and what I'm capable of because I had to fend for myself. You know, it's not a Lord of the Flies situation, you know, where like my parents weren't there and, you know, yes, they were there and yes, they supported me. But, you know, my parents were busy doing their thing. You know, like we were farmers, like I had to entertain myself in any way, shape or form that that came about. I had to do that. And again, that just allowed me what I what I now know is this solid base to be able to know that I can go out in life and I may not understand it. I may not understand a situation, I may not understand a form or an environment or a landscape that I'm currently in, but the one thing is I understand that I'm confident enough in myself of who I am is saying like, hey, I can adapt to this. Let me learn it. Just allow me a chance to be able to figure this out because I know Since I was a really young age, I've had this in me that I have to figure these things out. I have to be able to adapt to this situation, to this environment, and I I have to be able to understand how to now navigate my life through it, which that base layer, that foundation brick of fortitude has been an invaluable asset in my life. And it took me until I was probably about 33 years old to even understand that. But I am incredibly happy that I have found it now. You know, and another part of this passive um, education that I got on, you know, adversity was, you know, when my dad used to take me hunting in the mountains, you know, sure, hunting may be a controversial subject, you know, but if you're willing to be able to look past the facade of just that first initial, you know, landscape of me saying hunting. And understand that, you know, like when I'm like seven, eight, nine years old and I'm spending two, three weeks in the backcountry, in the mountains, hiking up and down mountain ranges, never really thinking anything different. Because, you know, my dad didn't sit me down and say, OK, look, son, you know, like this is going to be hard. You're going to struggle. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to build up to and this, that and then just all these excuses allow this, these different thoughts to flow through my mind. It wasn't, you know, it's basically like man, I was like, we're going to go hunting and to be able to understand, you know, like where these things are that we're hunting, these animals that we're hunting, we need to climb that mountain. And if we had not seen anything there, we have to climb down and then we have to climb up this next mountain. And we are gonna be walking because we can't ride horses, we can't ride quads, we can't, none of that. We have to physically walk. It's just that there wasn't anything else. There wasn't, there was no other way we were gonna do it. There was no other option. It was just like, oh, okay. Because I had youthful ignorance. It just, it didn't seem like my dad didn't entertain it to be any other way. He didn't give me an option or an out that there was going to be some different way I could accomplish this task. There was one way to do it. And it was staring at a mountain. And when you're that young looking at these rocky mountains, you're like, that shit is tall. It is big. It's in the wintertime. There's waist deep snow. It's cold. This is interesting. You know, but I would just, my dad would start walking and I would just walk behind him and we would just go because it was just that. It was just an organic part of life, but it was testing this adversity in me that I didn't realize that it was adversity because I was never explained that it was. I was never explained that this was going to be hard. It was going to be challenging. This is just something that we just did. This is something that just had to happen to be able to accomplish our goal. You know, so it's the the simplicity of not over explaining. And that was, again, that was yearly. You know, we did this for years. You know, and when I'd be sitting there and, you know, we would be more, you know, hunting locally, like around our farm. You know, and my dad would say, okay, we need to get up like three o'clock in the morning. We need to be out there before the sun rises. These are the reasons why. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. You know, it's just, it wasn't this, this big process. It was just, it was the facts. This is what it was. And now it's given me this clarity and this understanding to say, okay, like, you know what, sometimes it just needs to be that it doesn't need to be again, this big explanation. Like, yeah, some things are challenging, but you just do it because that's just a part of the task. It's just something that you just have to do. And if you really enjoy it, if you really enjoy what you're doing, that you are not going to complain about. It's not gonna be this this process of this this negative argument with yourself and your mind is saying like, finding all these excuses of why you don't want to do it and how you can get out of doing it. It's just that's the way that it was. Because all I wanted to do was spend time with my dad. And that's what allowed me to be able to have the, the leverage, the bandwidth inside me to be able to connect with this moment and saying like, Yeah, it it might be tough waking up early, but I get to go with my dad. I get to be with my dad. We get to go do these things. And I have the opportunity to make him proud of me. You know, so it's even like today when I hear him still talk about these stories about how I would sit there and I would belly crawl for miles across these fields and down these fence lines and, you know, three o'clock in the morning in the dead of winter. And he'd be watching me from a half mile away in a spotting scope and how proud he was of me. But I hear him tell those stories now, almost 30 years later, and I can't even begin to explain what it means to me. But again, at that time, it was allowing these bricks of fortitude, you know, going through like this adverse situation where I didn't really look at it as bad. It's like, yes, it was cold. It's Southern Alberta in the wintertime, minus 20, minus 25, minus 30 cold. It's dark. I've woken up early. I haven't got much sleep, all these things. But I just never looked at them as bad because the goal was just so worth it. It just allowed all these passive bricks of fortitude to accumulate and allow me perseverance and perseverance to be able to be strong and perseverance to be able to look at these situations and say, OK, my long term goal here is so worth going through all this shit right now that it doesn't make the shit that bad. Because it allowed me when I was young, I had all these bricks that were being laid in me where I was like, you know, like, yes, this is shitty, but the long term goal is still so worth it. Now, on the flip side of that, you know, when I was getting these real in-your-face bricks of fortitude, you know, like when my dad, you know, it'd be 30 degrees, complete opposite temperature, and we're, we're out in the field, and he'd park a half-ton truck in the middle of this dry dirt field in Southern Alberta, and say, we got to pick rocks. And I'd be like, okay. And he's like, so you want to go, and you want to pick a rock, and you want to put it in the back of the truck. When the half ton truck bed gets half full, we're going to drive it over to the ditch and then you can unload those rocks into the ditch and I'll drive it back out in the field and you can keep loading them back up. And I'm like, are you for real? Like I got to go, the truck doesn't move. I got to go pick these rocks. So the further I get away from the truck, the further I have to haul these rocks back, put in the truck, and then on top of that, I have to dump all these rocks out by hand as well. So this is a part where it built real very supportive because my dad and I, we would clash heads on this because it was not only that, is that my dad would drive around in the field in an air-conditioned tractor with an hydraulic rock picker and do it like that. And I'd be like, why can't I do it? He's like, you haven't earned your right to do it yet like that. He's like, I put in my dues. I picked those rocks by hand because when I was picking these rocks, there was no tractors with air-conditioned cabs you were lucky if you got a tractor and if you got that tractor it was an open cabin you were still getting beat down in the sun if you were lucky but he's like this is what you have to go through to be able to understand how good it feels to sit in the cab of this air-conditioned tractor you know but back then when I'm like 10 11 12 years old do you think I get that hell no I'm like give me the tractor this is bullshit you know like why do I need to do this when we have this machinery to do this? I just didn't get, I just didn't understand it. You know, but it was putting in that work. It was just the, you know what? Sometimes when you're laying these bricks of fortitude, that goal, it will never really seem appealing because the only appealing connection that it even could try to make now is that we just had the opportunity to be able to lay crops in these fields, to be able to harvest these, to be able to provide for our family. You know, but how am I supposed to connect with well, these rocks are in the field and we're going through this machinery and it breaks this, it costs money. Then we take it away from our family needlessly because we just didn't take these rocks out of the field. You never understand that, especially at that age. You know, but these are again like these bricks of forward to where it's like I look back on it now. And there's still a part of me that just hates that. But there's a part of me that just loves it too and just be like, you know what? I am so happy that, you know, every time that I bitched and I made a big deal, my dad would just drive away in that tractor, let me get all heated by myself and toss rocks and throw them in the back of the truck and get all mad at these rocks and eventually just kind of calm down and you got it out of your system. You just kind of did it, you know, because it's just what needed to be done, you know, because sometimes it's just it's a slog, you know, and stacking those bricks is just tedious it's grueling some of them are not easy like these bricks come in so many different fashions and so many different perspectives and there's so many different faces to them you know but having these challenges when you're young and you look back at it now and you're just like wow you know like having this adversity that I went through this like this adversity but in a different way where it was just I was challenged constantly I was challenged to be able to figure myself out, to be able to entertain myself, and be able to come up with ideas for myself, and you know, like projects, and you know, let my imagination fly because I was on my own, or being challenged with my dad to be on thirty degree, just dry desert heat, picking rocks, or climbing mountains, you know, with like waist deep snow, you know, or like freezing when you're crawling across your stomach for miles in a field when you're hunting, like. All of these different aspects, you know, they just, they've carved out a portion of who I am today, you know, and I look back and I say, okay, well, I have these moments. I understand them conceptually. I understand the value of that lesson, but can I even go back and say, okay, I remember what it feels like climbing that mountain. No, I don't have this memory and this recollection of it. Do I remember what it feels like to be, you know, stomach down in that snow on that fence line at like four o'clock in the morning to get in a perfect position so when sunlight came up I was already there? Do I understand what it felt like for the sweat to be pouring down my body being in that field picking up rocks that are too heavy and I don't want to be there? I don't remember any of this. I don't remember any of those feelings. I can conceptually look back at the memory and be like, I know that it's there. I know that memory is implanted in my mind and I know I'll never forget it, but I completely forget how it feels. So what I have to rely on is just looking back on is that when I thought that those moments were brutal, or even when I didn't even think that they were brutal, but I understood that there was just a greater concept past that. The long-term goal was so beneficial to me putting myself in that situation that it didn't even seem bad, even though that there was a situation in front of me that was bad. I can connect with that just knowing that I pushed through that. What I thought at that moment was challenging Or what I thought at that moment might not seem like I can do it or I have to be able to create these tools inside myself or I have to change the way that I look at this situation to be able to make it manageable. I can leverage that because that is what happened. That is what is real. That is looking back and having this 2020 hindsight that we all wish that we'd have in that moment when it was happening. You know, but the thing is, if I would have had that 2020 hindsight back then, would I have learned the same lesson that I know now? So again, like these are these childhood memories that I have of this adversity. Like I want to be able to connect with those today. I want to be able to look back at and just say, like, I never want to forget these. I never want to forget that I went through this process because this is my base. This is my wide base that I've built to build this wall of fortitude for my fortress, that is me. This is that base that I need to make sure that is always there, that is always nurtured and it's taken care of and that it's always in my mind so that those, those foundation bricks stay strong. Because what happens in any foundation when those base bricks, when, when they start to deteriorate and they start to fall apart, well, the whole wall does too. So the more that I can connect myself with these challenges that I overcame you know, at a very young age and always go back and being like, look, I've made it through this and I've made it through this. And continually over time, I have made it and nurture those bricks, remember those bricks, value those bricks, talk to other people about those bricks. That's what keeps those bricks strong. And that's what allows me the opportunity to be able to afford other people to be able to keep those bricks strong themselves because I have no problem now being vulnerable, being able to talk about those bricks because I understand they polished them. They're not just bricks anymore. They're polished granite. They shine because I want to be able to go through them. I want to be able to talk with them. And if people are going to come on this podcast and I ask them questions and probing questions and I want them to be able to be comfortable with who they are so that we can have a genuine conversation or the conversations that I get into as a result of this podcast, I want people to feel that. I want people to understand that so that every one of those conversations is rich. There's a lot of value to that conversation and and that person will know that I will be that person in their life that they can come to me and say like, hey, look, I got this moment in my life that I want to share. What have you been through in your life or what have you been through something that's comparable? And you know what? I will tell you. I will give you the opportunity of choice. I will tell you the things that are going on in my life you know, either past or current or in the future, whatever I'm, a moment I'm immersed in, no matter what you want to know, no matter what you want to hear, I will share that with you because I want you to have the opportunity to be able to polish those bricks into that granite yourself because it's going to make you stronger. And living them and loving them and cherishing them because you know what? I'm not going to condemn you for them because I understand I can connect back with all these moments now. And the number one thing, again, that I can connect with what I started off this podcast by saying is that I understand the value of the people who are going to condemn you for them and understand how rich that is. Understand how rich those people who want to criticize and point fingers and cast stones and, you know, talk their shit and, you know, have their big voice about, you know, how terrible of a person you are for all of these different reasons or these mistakes you've made in the past is fine. Let them voice that. Let them get it out there. You know, let them put it out there into the world because you know what? At the end of the day, if you say that and you convince 50 people, you convince 100 people, you convince a 1,000 people, that's fine. Because you know what? It allows me the opportunity that somebody's going to connect with me about it and give me the opportunity not to explain it. It's never from a position of being able to explain, you know, like my side or anything along these lines, but it's. Affording the opportunity of talking about a situation in life and saying like, hey, it's two sides to every story. There's always going to be an emotional attachment to anything going on in life. But the one thing is, if I share this with you, I hope that you feel comfortable sharing with me and I hope that we both come away stronger because of that. And again, this is that phase. Having these people in our life, and we know this, and I've talked about it, and the research is out there, is when we have this community of people around us that love us, that aren't going to condemn us, that are going to support us, that are just saying like, hey, yes, I know you've been through this shit, I know what's going on, you know, I know you've been through these challenges in life, I get this all about you. And the one thing is, like, I just I feel incredible value in my life, because when I look back on, like, now, like, I don't have one. I don't have five, I don't have 10, I don't have 15, I don't have 20, I have 30, 40, 50 people in my life that are like this, and I just don't really understand what the basis that allows me to be this rich that I can have that, but the only thing that I can keep on coming back to is just like, look, is it because I'm willing to share first? You know willing that like hey if I share this with you and you choose to be like hey like I didn't realize that Blake has been through this shit and you know like I just no longer can you know be a part of his life then fine that is absolutely okay with me now because you know what For the when you walk away if you choose to walk away or if you choose to stay that's okay that's absolutely okay because there's all these people these these new people come into my life or these people that I have already that will not do that. But again, the percentage is there. I need these people to come in to be able to expose all of these truly genuine people in my life because they're there. And the reason why I keep bringing this up and I keep talking about it again because I want you to feel the, like, oh, I wish I had that. You know what, because you do. You absolutely do. You 100%, there is people in your life that are exactly the same. They are there, and if you're not willing to see it, or even if you have gone through the process, to be able to see it and to understand it and to value that, if you haven't, you see it already, congratulations. If you don't know that it's there, test it. Test the system and understand it, because you know what? I guarantee you that you'll come to the same conclusion, and you know what that conclusion it'll make you feel not only more whole for yourself, it'll make you feel more whole in life and you'll walk through life a lot more clear, a lot more, you know, open hearted. It'll feel a lot that heavy heart, that that sick feeling inside, you know, like those thoughts bottled up in your mind, they'll all be gone. You know, because you'll be rich in authenticity. And being rich in authenticity brings amazing opportunities for you and connections in life. And connections in life is what we know are the most valuable. So again, I'm coming up to a series every Wednesday from here on in, you know, for the next like three, four, five, six weeks. On these 5s i I'm going to be outlining my bricks of fortitude. What I wanted to talk about today is, you know, my base layer, my foundation layer. And, you know, how it was passive bricks of fortitude and you know ones that happened so long ago that you know I can't really connect with them but I know they're there and I know they they have this foundation and I want and I need to talk about all these things to be able to make my wall strong so I'm going to go through a bunch of different scenarios that have happened in my life that's why it's going to take you know the next couple months to be able to go through it because I got a lot of bricks that's why my wall is high and that's why the people in my life are so valuable to me because they understand these bricks. And I'm going to explain these bricks to you guys is not only a way that we can connect together more, but so that you can start building these connections with the people in your life and just knowing like, hey, I'm willing to be this emotionally exposed to you. I'm willing to throw it all out there because you know what? I don't have a problem with it anymore. And hopefully it gives you a little bit of courage to be able to do the same, to bring out the authenticity and the authentic people in your life. So stay strong, we are I community. I'm gonna be there. This is gonna be a roller coaster ride for the next like six, eight weeks, you know, but I hope you enjoy every step along in the way.